Hello. I am Chris Ferraz Prade, and this is the Vital Compass podcast. Here we explore about mental health, meaning in life, well-being, spirituality, and ethics in living. In this pandemic time, we have had to maintain a constant alert. Face masks, keeping a distance, bottles and bottles of hand sanitizers. Being careful about our health has been part of our routine in a very intense way. The fear of having COVID, getting COVID, and fear of loved ones having COVID as well. Still present. This long time of high alert, tension, isolation, and losses create a situation in which we um, also, like, we all feel a little shaken. And in the midst of all this, there is a fear that has also been common. The fear of feeling sad, the fear of sadness, fear of grief, and fear of depression. And the desire to get back to life quickly, there's often the realization that some emotional experiences may take longer to be processed. And in this episode, I want to explore the differences between feeling sad, suffering from depression and grieving. Although all situations have in common an experience of suffering, They have different characteristics, and knowing this can help us to better manage whatever we are facing. So, let's start with sadness. Sadness is an emotion that's part of our human condition. <laughs> Being human is also feeling sad sometimes. This thing of having to be happy all the time is exhausting. And very unreal. The photos that we see on social media of happy people, they, you know, they, they are not happy all the time. Um, we have never lived a time with such a demand for happiness. We might feel somewhat incompetent in life when we feel sad because there's this expectation that we have to be happy all the time. Sadness um, is revealed in lack of disposition and absence of joy, and it can happen in different intensities. It can be a temporary sadness, um, a feeling of discouragement that lasts for minutes or hours and then gets transformed, and uh, or it can last for a while, depending on something that happened or on our own interstate. We feel sad when we notice that something is missing. We are sad when things don't go as we expected. And we are sad when we identify changes that makes us feel insecure. Being sad is part of the package of living this life as a human being, and it offers an opportunity for readjustments in our inner world. It offers opportunity for growth. And often um, we can get overwhelmed by experiences which contributes to a sensation of being dominated by sadness. 
instead of seeing it as an emotional state that will eventually subside and change, we can get enmeshed with it. But sadness is just a feeling. It's just sadness. It's an emotion. We get sad when a friend lets us down, for example, and this dynamic can make us more introspective, reflecting about the situation, our thoughts, feelings, expectations. It's a moment that we don't enjoy, but avoiding sadness doesn't make it go away, as you well know. (laughs) Being sad is not pleasant. It never is, but... And the rush to get rid of that feeling, we end up adding to the experience layers of more uncomfortable feelings. So um, we can get mad at ourselves for being sad. Uh, We can get irritated about our feelings of sadness. Sadness reveals that we are vulnerable and that we might need attention and care in such moments. It is liberating to allow yourself to be sad, allow yourself to lament and create a safe space to cry. It's liberating to ask for affection and care and to share the experience of suffering. This process seems to dilute the experience of sadness, of this dense sadness, and helps us going through it. When we work with our sadness, elaborating on it, other emotional states arise from this process. And um, we can more easily, gradually detach from the feeling of sadness. Did you watch uh, a movie from Pixar, Inside Out? In a way, the movie shows the importance of sadness in our lives. If you haven't watched it yet, watch it. Even though it's a Pixar movie, I think adults like it too. Sadness is a transient state. It's a feeling and experience that we live and it may happen to be more present in some people's lives um, that are more sensitive and attentive to experiences of suffering. But to be attentive and caring towards oneself may be helpful. Sensitive people are not necessarily depressed, so a diagnosis of depression must be made by a health care professional. And the rush to continue being productive in society, we keep brushing our anguish under the rug and wanting quick solutions. You know, just give me the pill. I don't, I, I don't want to have to deal with it. Many people turn to antidepressants without proper diagnosis and it's not the way to go, you know. Um, What is depression then? When does sadness stop being an experience that can offer growth and self-awareness, self-knowledge to become an impediment to living? Clinical depression is a mood disorder that is characterized by the feeling of sadness But it's not just that. It's important to recognize other aspects that are part of this condition. Hopelessness, lack of interest and pleasure in activities that were previously enjoyed, depressed mood in most of the days, changes in sleep and eating habits, irritability, 
physical symptoms such as pain, tiredness, slow movements, lack of attention. These are all signs and symptoms of, um, of depression. A person who suffers from depression does not necessarily need an external event to trigger the depression. There are specific criteria that must be met to make a diagnosis of depression, and these symptoms have to be present for some time, compromising the person's quality of life. A person who is experiencing symptoms of this nature should seek help from a psychiatrist, as well as a psychotherapist. It's based on a diagnosis that it's possible to offer adequate treatment. It's not just a matter of taking the medicine, you know, give me the pill. It's not that. But also being able to improve self-awareness, developing coping skills to better deal with the challenges in life, and being able to, to understand oneself deeply, to... Um, to be more self-aware, so you can build a narrative that favors self-esteem and meaning in life. It's time for us to change this discourse in our culture that people who undergo therapy have a problem, that they are not strong enough, that they, they need help to solve their problems because they can do it by themselves. You know, this is not what it is. We all have problems. Everyone has difficulties. Everyone deals with suffering, loss, trauma. You know, we all go through difficult times. And being able to count on therapeutic support helps us to get stronger, to overcome and to live better. There are several scientific researches that support the importance of psychotherapy combined with medication for people suffering from depression. To be in therapy, to go for psychotherapy, is a sign of self-care. So, feeling sad and experiencing difficult times that trigger suffering in us is all part of life. Um, and there is a special attention when a condition of depression, uh, when a diagnosis of depression happens. But what about grief? And when we lose someone we love or something of great value in our lives and we are very sad for days, weeks, months, isn't that depression? No, not necessarily. When a person loses something or someone, this person experiences what we call grief. And it's important to say that grief is not a phenomenon reserved for um, the situation of losing loved ones. It happens when we lose a job we value. It happens in divorce, when we change countries, when we lose a pet, obviously. Um, when there is a break in our way of experiencing the world, the world that we knew, and it stops existing, this loss creates great sadness. And this is what pushes us into a grieving process. Grief is not a disease. Grief is a natural human experience. And going through it 
can be one of the most challenging experiences that life presents us with. Religious rituals can help mark the time of mourning and promote moments of refuge within the community, to be seen, accepted and welcomed when in suffering helps the bereaved person in the process of integrating the experience of loss. But grief can be more or less complex depending on different aspects, such as the quality of the relationship with the person who died, if death was sudden, if it was possible to say goodbye, if there was an unresolved issue, Each person has a unique story and each one suffers a unique grief. There's no right way to experience grief nor a right time for grief to end. As we've talked about before, the experience of grief is characterized by sadness and it does not diminish in a few days or weeks. It's important to recognize that grief evolve and should evolve in time. The dual process model of grief identifies a dynamic that tends to self-regulate, intercalating moments of great sadness with moments when it's possible to resume some activities of daily life, like days of lamentation and loneliness and days when working can be a respite, days of longing and times when you meet a friend to talk and have some fun. It says, in the movement of a pendulum, hours of mourning on one side of the pendulum and hours of reorganizing the life that's made possible on the other side. And this is not something planned or scheduled, and it happened differently for each person. We understand that throughout grief, a person is challenged to create new meanings in life, integrate the experience in a way that makes sense for them, and make ways to honor and love a person who is not physically present anymore. But some losses can be devastating, and even though grief is a normal human experience, it's also worth remembering that we can and should seek help when the suffering is very intense. One factor that helps in all the experiences of sadness that we described here, being grief, depression or sadness, is um, having a network of close dear friends. There is no shame in suffering and to be able to have friends Caring um, when, when we are sad makes a huge difference. Knowing how to ask for help in the community you belong can be an important step. Nobody can handle life alone. We all need support at one time or another. And, but some people have difficulty making friends and expressing their needs when in suffering. There's also the option of support groups that are specific for certain issues. This can be also um, a shelter, you know, in moments of suffering. Apparently, we are living behind the toughest time of the pandemic. I certainly hope so. And um, we all have been touched by this experience 
The quality of care that we offer ourselves during hard times impacts the way we develop our coping skills and our resilience. And as simple as it may sound, self-compassion allows for healing to take place. There is no need to be afraid of sadness, but it's important to validate feelings of sadness and to get help whenever needed it. Take good care of yourself and I'll see you next week. Music and Editing by Ale Praje. Vital Compass is available at Spotify and Apple Podcast. You can also register in the website. It's www dot vitalcompass.com Compass is with a K and you can always send me an email you can send an email to vitalcompass at gmail.com I will love to get an email from you